Welcome to the Locals Only Lounge. I'm your host, Andrew Dyer, uh, joined once again by producer John Cross. John, how are you? I'm doing well, thank you. And Brandon Rodriguez. Brandon, what's up? Not much, nothing but the ceiling. So uh, this is the Locals Only Lounge. Um, if you're looking for all of the vital information to being a supporter uh, I want you to go back and listen to the Loyal Locals podcast, uh, the other pod on your feed, uh, where you will get all of the information about upcoming matches and supporter group activities, um, as well as uh, our Pride Raiser and other events coming up. Here, we are going to discuss, well, I don't know, John, what's going on? Hmm. Well, I we always talk about how we extend the conversations that are happening in discord and um as usual as it does occasionally we we get a little little flare up of of mls talk and things is this a again. controversial and, thing mls coming you know it's i and maybe this is why to talk about it a little bit i think it is for some but i think for others it is it ought not to be you know like we we know it's coming, it's here, and it's happening. Um, but every once in a while, something happens, and then conversations start up again. And I think um, just as a general rule, we we would all be best served to, to maybe listen to where people are coming from for some of the things they are saying. And, um, you know, to, as always, when we're in our Discord, try to try to not make things or take things personally. Mm -hmm. um, because there are people who have very strong feelings, and I think sometimes people conflate other things to go along feelings. For for example, you have people who uh, don't like Major League Soccer for an entity and the way it's run, and then some people take that as you know you're against soccer in San Diego or something, right? It just I think sometimes people conflate some of these issues, and it it makes it hard to have productive conversations. But I think the, the biggest thing from our standpoint and leadership on the group is individually do whatever is in your heart, go do and support whatever you'd like to do. Um, but also understand, I guess on both sides that there are some people who may want to support both teams and there are some people who may only want to support one team and not give any support to the other team. You know, and both John, of those are okay. <laughs> I brought this up in Discord. Uh, we solved this problem two weeks ago right, yeah, on, on this very show, on this very podcast. We went through the ins, the outs, the ups, the downs, uh, a, a range of emotions. We all went through a mangle and we came out the other end and solve the problem. Solved. And I can't believe that this is still uh, a topic to be discussed, but uh, discuss it. We must, I guess. Uh, so what stirred all of this was the MLS club is having a supporters meeting uh, tonight at Kilowatt Brewing in uh, Claremont or Kearney Mesa, Kearney Mesa on Claremont Boulevard in Kearney Mesa. Um, and, you know, this is like a listening session, right? Like this happened uh, with Loyal as well. Um, the right. club, you know, it, it, there's going to be supporter groups. 
uh, and the supporter group has to have some level of coordination with uh, the club. It's just a, a fact of doing business. That's why we get to go into the stadium before everyone else and put our crap in there. Uh, no one else can walk into that stadium with a drum, but we carry okay. a lot of drums in. So, you know, it's kind of part of it. And, um, you know, a, a, you know, I, well, you know, uh, you know, Jerry Menez, who uh, is one of the founding members, uh, found, helped found this very supporters group, uh, helped found the locals. And he has been, you know, instrumental helping. in the founding of the locals. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like on the Mount Rushmore uh, of, of locals, uh, he's a right. founding father. Um, so, uh, and, and yeah, you know what, he's, uh, got a lot of experience with this sort of thing and he's involved in the MLS project. Um, he is not an employee of the team, but you know, he is involved with, uh, whatever's going to happen on the supporter side. Uh, and yeah, he was, he popped into the discord and, and told people, Hey, this is coming. This is a thing happening here. You know, if you want to come out, you can come out. Very innocuous thing to post, right? Um, but this kind of came on the heels of a of a, a tweet that I think it was a tweet that was shared where you know uh, SDFC MLS was saying like, "Oh, we're having listening sessions. We're still interested in in what you want our name." Choosing to be. the name, yeah. yeah. Even though it's very obvious, uh, they've already made their minds up that it's either FC San Diego or San Diego FC. At least from the outside, it seems like the writing's on the wall. Although I'm told that might not be 100% tight. Um, not to burn any sources here, but apparently um, the MLS team is listening and they're hearing a lot of people propose an alternative name that they are aware of uh it, it, atletico is uh the maybe a dark horse contender if there is a name that is not fc maybe this is the one that could knock it off they seem like hey they're not you know opposed to it i don't know how far along they are i, I mean they do have to they are they did promise to release uh, a crest and, and branding uh, i believe by the end of the summer so i don't know if that's uh, enough time to change the name but i'm told that i'm told that they are told atletico quite a bit and so they are aware that there's a lot of people who might prefer that name brandon do you have a dog in this fight i do um when it comes to the name at least if you give me the choice of fcsd or sdfc personally i choose fcsd um, big barca guy right not even no not just that i think it, it just it's if you want to go generic it's different it's it's not i don't think any MLS or at least none that come to my head start with FC. Um uh back in the old 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 days uh, a few years back I proposed uh Atletico San Diego um back then 
And so if you give me the choice between all three, I, I prefer Atletico. Um, oh, yeah, I guess FC Dallas is, is, is a good one. Oh, that says FC. F- FC let me tell you. Let me tell you, man. Say something wrong on this pod, man. And you, and guess <laughs> that, what? If you want to know something? Just get it wrong. It's it's great. I do it all the time. Uh, I'll say something uh, that I know. I mean, that I don't know, but I'll say something, and knowing that uh, somebody is going to be there with the the net to to save me. So I uh, appreciate <laughs> Jeffrey and and Jorge for uh, for being there. <laughs> No, oh, Cincinnati. Okay. Dang. It's, yeah. Jeez. Okay. Yeah. Well, See, I, it doesn't feel good, does it? It doesn't feel good. <laughs> <laughs> so, if you give me the choice between all three, I'll go Atletico. Uh, but, but yeah, that's that's good to hear that there that might be a dark horse. John, what do you think? I I mean this with absolutely no disrespect to anyone. I don't care. <laughs> it's not my team. <laughs> I My team is the loyal. That team can be named whatever it wants to be named. I I don't have a feeling one way or another. I, I hope the people who support that team are able to be happy with the name that gets picked, but they could be called anything. It, it doesn't matter to me. I, I just hope in the long run, you know, again, bigger picture that I would like to see San Diego be able to support multiple teams, like lots of big cities too. And I would like that, you know, when we get the chance to play each other, we have a good rivalry. And I would also like in terms of bigger picture San Diego, that as supporters, whatever supporters support that team and our supporters and sirens and was Brujos. And, um, I'm sorry, I forget for Albion, um, but they're their supported group, but all of us to work together, you know, for our San Diego soccer culture. There's no reason we can't compete when it's game time, but also work together in other areas, especially philanthropic areas and stuff. You know, we don't have to be like other places around the world. Get on that pride um, razor. Right. I mean, like we do not have to, we don't have to be assholes to each other. Right, even though that might be part of the culture somewhere else, and just because you don't support a team, like I will not support the MLS team, it doesn't mean I hate anybody who goes and supports that MLS team or that I hate that team. It just it's not my team. I'm ambivalent towards it. Right, this is my team. All my energy goes into this team and this team only for me. That's the way I choose to do it. And if we have other supporters who choose to do it a different way, great. Um, you're always welcome here. And I, I think, I think a lot of people in the long run. And I'm going to keep saying this that um, I, I think we have tremendous potential for growth in the locals and with the loyal because we do have an ownership that's committed to our community. And I think the ownership group that you have means a ton, a team. That is one mm-hmm. of the things that has attracted me to this team. And I think in the long run, as people go and experience some other things, that they'll they'll go try some of this. And I think a lot of those people are going to gravitate back to the locals more and more, or at least our 109 family, not just the locals, the locals, Chavos, yeah. Fiends, everyone yeah, back it's, in there. It, you know, it's just like... I think one of the things that was uh, the most kind of difficult thing uh, in 
processing the MLS team not being loyal is uh, all of the effort into building the supporter group and build this community. I mean, this YouTube channel, these podcasts, all of the, the time and energy that we've all put into it. You know, um, the idea that, you know, somebody else is going to be able to do that for uh, on a much larger scale with MLS. And I think that that, you know, because so many people involved in this supporter group came into it uh, through an MLS effort, uh, you know, that was kind of the goal is like building something that could, you know, transfer over or even grow. Uh, and when that is not happening with this club um, and we are not doing it, you know, you know, sitting on the sideline and watching other people do the thing that a lot of us uh, would otherwise like to do is kind of difficult. Um, so that's why I'm kind of really rooting uh, for, for Kevin and uh, Chavo's uh, because this week they did start their uh, a separate discord for the MLS support side uh, Chavo's San Diego and uh, they are trying to be that that group, that SG that uh, kind of takes takes the lead on MLS uh, supporter. And I mean, if it's gonna if it's it, it's gotta be someone like why not uh, the people that we know and like and uh, have a lot of fun with at, at loyal matches. So. Uh, I'm sure they're at the meeting tonight and it'll be interesting to see uh, what is built out of it. Um, I think for me, it's like, I just didn't want to see like, I don't know, uh, people that never bothered to be in one Oh nine to all of a sudden just become like, you know, a huge supporter person because now it's MLS, which is just kind of like, you know, we've actually got a really good thing. But that's going to happen. I mean, it's inevitable because there are people who look at USL as second division because of the way all our other American sports are run and look at it as inferior. Why would you do that? And I think a lot of them don't make the connection like people make with college sports, which I think tie in a lot more to how we feel about soccer within the different divisions. You have a stronger connection to your community. And, and I think, you know, they look at it more like triple a baseball or something else like why, or, you know, lower level hockey leagues. And that's the way we're trained in this country to look at them that way. And there's a lot of people who I'm sure will jump on the bandwagon and will be out there and will have a great time and they will support the San Diego team. And that's a, that's a different way than I choose to do my support for soccer. And I am, I, I, I hate, I don't want to use the term like purist. I've heard some people use that, but I, I come from, I guess, a background that like, when you really pick your team, like that's your team, you stick with that team through ups and downs through thick and thin, you stay with the team. You don't you know, wander over here and wander over there. And I made a commitment once this team started that I was going to be part of this. And as I've said on multiple podcasts, it has been a better experience than I 
ever would have expected. We have a better ownership group than I ever would have expected. This core group of people and, and how we fill out 109 and really the whole locals all the way through our hundreds of members that we have, like it has just been a, an amazing experience and I'm sure it will continue. And again, I'm sure some people will dip their toes in the MLS side and and look at it. And there will be some people who will go to some games and there will be some people who totally will move over there because that's for them. But I also hope that, not I hope, I am confident that this is also going to be a place that a lot of people find a home for. And when they maybe see things in, in a different light for soccer support, um, rather than just top division first like we do in American sports and maybe look at it from a from a different angle and viewpoint. A lot of people will come to appreciate what we do and what we offer that I think is going to be it's going to be different. It won't be necessarily the big game 40,000 people in a stadium experience because we don't play in a stadium that big, right? We can't do that. Um, but we can have a more intimate, um, passionate, strong experience in our supporter section. Man, you that... said 40,000 people in a stadium and we forgot to talk about something on the last pod. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. Yeah. Not to did. derail your train of thought. No, I think this is a good transition. Go. But we are going to have an incredible opportunity as a supporter group to pack Snapdragon Stadium for a match between the San Diego Loyal and Borussia Dortmund, uh, yeah. the second place team in Bundesliga this season, <laughs> uh, coming over from the Holy Roman Empire itself, uh, Germany, uh, the old uh, Prussian, uh, they've uh, broken through. They're ready to be uh, uh, come to the States and see how a real club plays. Uh, I'm glad that they're coming. Uh, I, I did have the chance. Uh, so I went to Bridge Barcada tonight and uh, got a chance to uh, chat with um, people who know about this. And I did, I did ask uh, Weston about... Uh, whether there would be more uh, Tory green or yellow jerseys at this friendly at Snapdragon. And he basically said, it's up to us. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I don't know who's going to come out of the woodwork uh, to come <laughs> and cheer for Dortmund. Um, but uh, I don't have the date yet. Uh, I do know that I, I think it's going to be announced officially tomorrow by the club. Uh, there was a story in the UT, uh, so the date might already be out there. Um, like I, I said, I thought I heard late July. That sounds right. Um, oh, I wonder if our barbecue is going to get pushed. We'll see. Yeah, but, I was I was wondering if there might be a a shift for that because of this match. But um, yeah, that that I mean, what an awesome experience for the team, right? I don't know who they're bringing over as part of their American tour, who, the, who they're going to play. Cause you know, right around that same time, Wrexham's playing man United's youth team basically. Right. So I, I don't know who we're going to see, but Dortmund always has some good young players, up and coming players anyway, even if it's not their, their normal first team. Um, great experience for the team, but also, a great opportunity and experience for us, right? All the locals. I would strongly encourage 
a lot of the locals who maybe don't sit with us, you know, in 109 regularly on a match, maybe this is the one time you you come into the supporter section with it's us. Also, and one, we really... the one time we're going to actually get to have a freaking tailgate. Uh, Jeffrey brings yeah. it up. He can't <laughs> wait for a barking lot. I mean, we've had barking lots, but this is like the first like real uh, barking lot that we're going to have uh, a, a tailgate there at, at Snapdragon. Um, I don't know, man. I might just go all day. Brandon, are you going to come down for this? Yeah, that's something I can't miss, right? I, in my entire life, I've yet to go to a uh, so one of those summer games where teams from Europe come and play um, that have just been more and more popular uh, these last few years. I've yet to go to a single one. So um, to support my team against uh, the Bundesliga team, that's huge so yeah can't yeah, yeah i'm thrilled i i couldn't i was so excited when i heard the news that that's going to be awesome i hope we can you know I, seriously no matter what you think of dortmund and stuff their their fans their supporters are some of the most amazing supporters T- the from around the world oh the my Black gosh Wall. yeah what the they tifos. put together if if you are not familiar Incredible. you need to go online and go on youtube and and do a little research you know we're they have the black wall we're gonna have to make our tory green wall right out there so that tory green wall i, I was also told that there was a negotiated a uh, lower price for supporter tickets i think it's still going to be I don't think they're going to be more than 40 bucks. I don't know the, the final price. I'm sure that is coming. So uh, the, the club did manage to where they don't control everything at the stadium, but uh, they did manage to do us the solid of keeping prices reasonable as we've seen uh, at Snapdragon with, (laughs) I know Mexico is playing a friendly, the man you Rex and friendly, you mentioned the prices have just been out of control. It just uh, ridiculous. Um, I, I listened to two balls today. They were talking about the Mexico game. Like the cheapest tickets are still like seventy bucks. Like, and those seats are not great seats. Right. Um, I don't. I don't. I don't know. Um, uh, but yeah, this is. Um, I, I think for even for the the Wrexham and U game, I bought the cheapest tickets available with no intention of ever being in that seat. I think we're just going to hang out in the stadium at, at one of the uh, drinking facilities or something and, and have our own little uh, party. Uh, I think that's the the plan, but um, yeah, so we're going to be able to go and, and bring your families and we need to pack that supporters end because uh, I, this is, you know, this is our chance to show what we've built in on a stage that, you know, and a, you know, we're not playing at Snapdragon, uh, anytime else soon that I'm aware of. Uh, so this is, uh, this is the moment. This is that chance. I hope that everybody I've ever seen in 109 is, is here uh, for, for this one. Yeah, that's, that's going to be, I, I know there's been some very loose initial talks, at least among the locals Congress about, do we do a TIFO? Like, what do we do? Like, for this is this is a big match, and I know some initial conversations are going. So, um, I'm sure is there'll there, be some more bigger is, conversations in Discord. Do they have the? Can we do one of those ones where you I, do the pulleys and stuff? I don't know if they have the mechanism yeah, at that stadium. 
yes and no. I, I have heard that they have them for the the pulley system for the nets that go behind the field goals for football. You know, they have to raise the nets up. So I think they use the same pulley system, and I have heard that the sirens tried that at least once. I don't know, and it didn't didn't go too well, hot. If, so. We just like attach the tifo to the net and then roll it into the net. Is would that? I don't, I, I don't know what they did. I just from what I heard, and I hope maybe like you said, if we say something wrong, you know, someone in the chat's going to correct us. So I think there were some some issues. So I, I know people are already discussing. Who is some the of that current right director of stadium operations for the locals? That would be Mr. Nick Duffy. Ah, Nick. Where are you, Nick? I don't think he's in the chat. No, he might not be right now. I know some weeknights he's busy, so he doesn't always get oh, around he's in, to yeah, he's doing doing to school. us live. Yeah. Well, more to come on that, uh, a lot more to come, because um, I think this is going to be a real exciting uh, exclamation point on what is shaping up to be an incredible two months of soccer in San Diego. Uh, so Saturday is Mexico Cameroon. That's a friendly. Right. Followed by what comes first, Gold Cup or the Wrexham? Is it Gold Cup first? Gold Gold Cup, I believe. We're getting a semifinal, which I also was able to get tickets to before they went crazy. So um, I'm going to be at that. Hopefully we get to see uh, the U.S. in that semifinal. If not, I guess I'm watching somebody else. But right. uh, Hey, yo, 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 yeah, hey, 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 hey. Calm maybe, down. Maybe My, Costa Rica there? Maybe Costa Rica. <laughs> I don't know. But don't, don't say no. Are you coming? Are you coming? I I need to buy tickets. It's just I don't want to pay the stupid pricing. So if, if anyone knows how to get reasonable tickets, um, well, yeah, I'll tell you what. If 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 it's not the U.S. and Costa Rica is going to be in that match, talk to me. I got I got two tickets. I will take you. We'll work something out. Hit me up on LinkedIn, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I'll take you up on that offer. <laughs> So, um, yeah, uh, John, do you have uh, anything else we need to well, not hit? Not need to, but there was uh, something I also saw this week after um, after our match with San Antonio, you know, for the red card, and we talked about that in the last show. And I don't remember if this was a San Antonio fan or just someone else around the league, but I remember reading a couple of comments out on social media about people saying how soft the loyal are. Like, oh, isn't it surprising how this always happens to the loyal? Like, they just basically need to man up kind of attitude, right? So I was curious to get i have my own thoughts on this but i was curious about other people's thoughts because well, it's simple we we do seem to be involved in a few well i don't know if we're involved in higher profile things or it's because of what we did in our opening season that anytime something happens it just garners more attention because i know there's been other issues like this around the league this year alone and Anyway, I don't want to go off to what I was saying. I'm curious to see what what you guys think of those those comments that people well, make. Is the, is is the loyal there, soft or there are things in this game that should not be in this game? 
Uh, Absolutely. There are slurs, there is language, and there is, um, I, like, we don't know what this player said to the bench. Um, I've heard it was some along the lines of, we'll F and kill you, maybe. I don't know if that is exactly what it was. Um, I wasn't there. The mics didn't pick it up. Uh, but whatever was said was enough to get everybody up and, you know, hey, official, like, something needs to be done here. Um, you know, things are said on the field all the time. And maybe the reason that Loyal is consistently involved in these incidents is that we're not going to put up with this shit. We're not going to put up with slurs. We're not going to put up with language. We're not going to put up with uh, these things that don't belong in the game or, or on the field. Um, and that's been one of the values from the club since that first season, since they walked off the, the field in a game that they were winning and would have uh, maybe led to a playoff berth. Um, and they gave that up to take a stand. It's one of the things that endeared the club to a lot of people. And yeah, they're involved in stuff because they've set a precedent of, you know, we're not going to, we're not going to stand for uh, these, these things. Um, so yeah, if, if manning up means uh, tolerating uh, language that doesn't be belong on the field, um, then maybe change your different definition of manning up, which in and of itself is a, uh, a you know, a, a sexist way to sure. think about things because, you know, that's just the old patriarchy and that whole system rearing its head in, in casual language. But uh, yeah, um, I, I really don't have anything to say to anybody that has an issue with this because, um, you know, talk is, is one thing, but, uh, you know, we've seen action and we've seen this team stand behind these values. So I, I have no issue with it. Yeah. The whole, if you see something, say something, right? Yeah. Brendan, what about hit, you? Yeah. I think Andrew hit the, the nail on the head. Um, loyal has always standed, uh, or stood, sorry, grammar stood for, uh, standing up for what is right. Right. So we saw that from the first season and we see it almost every season. Unfortunately, something has to happen and loyal always speaks up about it. And John, just like you said, we've seen it in multiple games this year, uh, with or without loyal in it. I just think it's, it's something that loyal is very different. Um, their philosophy and, and the ownership group is so different than what we see in other sports, uh, teams around the world where maybe something happens and you might just get a, we're investigating and that's it. Right. Uh, loyal will say something right then and there. Social media will make it, make a, a statement, a, make it a big deal to put these things to light. Right. It's, it's Andrew, like you said, it's, it's the unfortunate part of the game and it's things that do not belong in this game. And loyal just brings light to those uh, negativities in this in this beautiful game and i don't i don't i, I think the the verbiage was victim and so i don't want to say victim i think it happens way too much and loyals is trying to make it more visible so it can change so if if right. if that's wrong then what is right right i mean it's an oppressive mindset uh that you hear this all the time when people talk about 
anybody standing up for rights, people who stand up for their rights as a trans person, as a gay person, uh, or, or whatever, um, as a, a minority, as a black person, I, anybody who stands up for their rights, uh, there's somebody to say that they have a victim complex, right? And it's a typical kind of reactionary, uh, you know, oppress, like the mindset of the oppressor to uh, devalue and diminish the concerns of of those who uh, raise these issues when they come up. So, uh, yeah, uh, I I mean, I like like I said, like it's it's fine with me. Um, I hope they keep you know speaking up and and standing up for you know for what's right. When I I think mm-hmm. it's when when you hear some of these arguments, kind of some of the things you guys have said making victims out of people. It, it's about when people make the arguments against or to keep the status quo, it's about people and and character. And I think what the loyal have done a good job is this focus on behaviors, right? This behavior shouldn't be part of our game. People shouldn't be saying these words that individuals can change and you don't have to say these things. But I think the flip side of that is, you know, when people say, well, the loyal are soft, like now we're attacking the person, right? We're, we're attacking the people when, you know, I would say on the loyal side, they're trying to shine a spotlight on the behavior so that we can eradicate that behavior out of there. And I agree with, with both of you. I, I think it's silly when I hear some people say they're soft, but it's the first time I've seen it in a while where quite a few people were going like, Oh yeah, well of course it was the loyal, you know. Let's say what well, yeah, they did not look team. they did not look very soft uh Saturday night, um apart from that first twenty minutes. But um they didn't look too soft to me. In fact, uh, they scored uh three unanswered goals and it came out of uh that place with the points. So I mean I, I we did you get did you get uh showed up by a soft team? Maybe. Is that, if that's if that's the case, then what are you? Uh... Right. Well, I think, 100%. and and I know hearing a couple people on the broadcast repeatedly because they happen to be sitting next to the announcers does not necessarily represent the entire fan base. But some of the stuff that was coming through on the microphones. Oh, I couldn't you know, hear it. I couldn't hear it. So what was coming through? Well, it was it was. I would say politely it was heckling, right? And but it was just constant, um, except for some SAFC chants. But it was. I know there were some you know, boos pretty... when like Nick Moon touched the ball or, or or Grant touched the ball. Yeah, and I and I I get that, but that's the kind of thing that I feel like you have put so much energy. Like if we take that game, the San Antonio fan base put so much energy back into our team by doing that. I got, I think, I, I don't know. I've, I've never quite understood. I, I get the frustration. Like if you're a fan and you, you're unhappy with something, you, you, you want to vocalize somehow. We had our moment uh, in the playoff game. Yeah, I, we, we have. And I, but I, I remember playing. And frankly, if I was at an away place and I was playing, and you're getting that kind of response, I think most people, it gives you more fuel. Like, yeah, like let's hear it some more. Um, this is why I wish 
like for us, I hope that we can, you know, as hard as it is sometimes to just keep our energy directed at our team the whole time. You know, sometimes we'll have it, people start to get upset, but you know, you're going to yep. be, you're on this the drums, what, Andrew, and other handle, people. And, and that's what we do is um, whenever things happen, we, we direct uh, that we energy get, back into the chance. We get scored on, things don't go our way. Uh, you know, there's always like this nonverbal, because you can't hear each other. There's always nonverbal communication between drummers, capo, like we will all kind of look at each other and like, usually we'll like Dolly is like kind of like the easy one to like, just get it started. Right. Or right. we'll start something. Um, sometimes um, if we're already in a chant, in a chant, um, we'll just keep playing, keep playing through it because, you know, we have so much power uh, as the drums uh, and with the, the capos, like we can uh, direct the, the sound and the energy coming out of, out of the section. And uh, in that playoff game, when things went really bad, uh, you know, there's some things thrown on the field, obviously the red cards, none of us were very happy with what was happening. Um, another thing that happened was we all, we stopped playing and we stopped yeah. our chant and we engaged with and reacted to something that was happening on the field. Um, now, was that the moment to go into one chant or the next i mean maybe not and and it was a bad situation and i understand everybody's emotions i was feeling them myself uh, i didn't throw anything but um uh, i was throwing uh some some of the language that might have gotten me a second yellow had i been a player. <laughs> but um yeah it, it, it's so important to kind of keep things going and and play and be ready and aware uh, of what we need to do to keep things uh, supportive of the team. You know, we don't play games with the, the whole crowd. We don't, we don't play games with the other team. Um, we have one chant that's a little bit of a, a taunt, right. To uh, other supporters, but you know, that's not all game. And um, yeah. Uh, what you've said, you know, several times on this pod and in the last pod is, uh, focusing our energy on pushing the team uh, forward is the absolute best way to conduct ourselves. Right. I, I agree completely. Um, I just want to jump in because I think Brandon needs to sneak out. I want to give him a chance to, to say goodbye here. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to hop off, but you guys uh, keep the party going. Um, I'm all everyone. out of Diet Coke, man. I don't know. <laughs> it's been a while. Uh, thanks to everyone who watched. Uh, good night and uh, catch me on all socials. Not, not Rod. And I'll uh, see you guys when I get to see you guys. But thank you guys. Yeah, for get me. down here, man. Get down here. I will. I will. All right. All right. Yeah. Later. One. Bye, Brandon. Bye bye. All right. Did all you right. have anything else? Andrew? Um, well, I don't, nothing comes to mind. We hit uh, Dortmund, uh, which we, you know, neglected to mention in the last show. Uh, Jerry wants everybody's LinkedIn handles. I think he's trying to do some networking. <laughs> um, now we could read absolutely unhinged LinkedIn posts because there are some really uh, great ones, but maybe we'll save that for another show. You know, it'd be funny. Like uh, we should find like uh you go to LinkedIn, 
and uh, you type in like a team, like like a big team, you should get a bunch of people that work for that team. Uh, we can uh, go and like see if anybody posts like really cringy, like uh, you know, uh, motivational like <laughs> motivational <laughs> like JPEGs and like motivational like today's the day, seize the seize the opportunity, and then there's like a soccer ball, like. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's the kind of garbage you get on on LinkedIn. Uh, it's it's a it's a it's a wild place, man. I have never used LinkedIn as a well. There's a lot of educators that use LinkedIn, but I I don't know. I frequently teachers stay at the same school for pretty much their entire career. It's rare that you move because it's very difficult to move the way a lot of districts do it. You can't take your years of service credit with you. That's why a lot of teachers end up always staying at the same school for their whole career. So there's just not much reason to network unless you're actively looking to go somewhere else. So I just, I know a lot of people use it. I just have never had the need. You're not, you're not missing anything. I mean, you're really <laughs> not, it's, you're not missing anything. It's, it's, it's like, although I will say it's not as bad as Twitter or Facebook are right now. Like I, I, I open Facebook and I, I open Facebook about once a week nowadays. And when I open Facebook, it's like the same posts that were I saw a week ago. Like it is such a broken. It, it, the website is is does not function well. It's not user friendly. It's so bloated. There's too many features. There's too many of these trackers and these ad things that they're doing. Uh, it, it's it's unusable to me. It's unusable. It's really bad. It, it, it was pretty smooth. I'd say from 20 uh, from the beginning or maybe whenever they invented, whenever they started the newsfeed, there didn't used to be a newsfeed, but I'd say from 2010 to like 2014, 2013, it was pretty smooth and, and pretty uh, usable and even sometimes fun to use. But as soon as they like introduced, you used to not be able to reply directly to somebody's comment. It used to hmm. just be th threaded. And you would have to just be in a long thread in a, under a post. And, and to me, the moment that the website really took a dive was when they put the replies on the individual comments. It made it so much harder to like troll people uh, with those direct replies. Uh, I, I didn't really like it. Um, then when they devalued news and really brought up the the groups uh really i don't know it's a, it's a bad website um twitter is not much better nowadays with the uh the paid checks dominating every comment section on that website with just the worst uh the worst posts of all time so yeah i mean i'm complaining about linkedin but i mean really they're all bad the internet's a bad bad place you got to be choosy. <laughs> I I have Twitter for my soccer shorts, but I follow things that only r relate really to soccer and mostly local soccer. So I have a very tightly collated feed, so I don't see a bunch of the other stuff that everybody complains about. Well, that's good. That's good. All right. Well, I mean, we're at, we're at about uh, almost 45 minutes. I think this is probably as good as time as any to call it a night and call it a week. Um, is there anything that uh, you 
got to get off your chest before next week? No, I just do a reminder again on this pod that we're trying to do that uh, book club for, let me pull it up here. Oh, I don't have it set up on here. I didn't get it set up for this, this studio here, but the Pirates, Punks, and Politics book uh, that we're doing by Nick Davidson about the St. Pauli Club in Germany. So if you're interested in getting a copy of that book and reading it, Towards the end of the summer here, we're gonna we're gonna devote a lounge episode. We're not sure which one. We gotta wait and see. It's kind of hard to get a copy of the book, so um, we're gonna wait for people to get some copies of the books and get a chance to read it, and then we can we can talk about it. So if you haven't heard that yet and you're interested in participating in, I guess what we're loosely calling Bums Book Club here, right? Uh, the book again is Pirates, Punks, and Politics by Nick Davidson. All right, and with that, we're gonna uh, we're gonna sign off. Uh, thanks everybody for joining us in the chat, um, and thanks everybody who uh, will listen to this uh, on their podcast feed uh, every week. We'll be here. Don't forget to check out the other uh, Bum TV shows and podcasts. Every show that goes on YouTube is also uh, released as a podcast. Um, personally, I consume everything via pod. Um, that's not everybody's thing, but. Uh, like, subscribe, uh, you know, rate the podcast if you're using uh, one of the apps that let you rate them. Uh, it, everything, every little bit helps, especially when uh, we're a relatively small operation in the grand scheme of things. Uh, but we really appreciate everybody who listens week in and week out. So, and if you see us at the match or at a watch party, people have started talking to me at watch parties uh, from the pod, which is. Uh, very cool. So, um, yeah, please uh, come up and say hi. And yeah, I'll let you buy me beer. That's fine. Yeah, if you want to. <laughs> and and we'll we'll see everyone at the game on Friday, right? Absolutely. All right. Good night. Bye.